0: Hello, everyone. This is Scott Shell, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. They only play with the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to talk about the San Francisco 49ers and their upcoming football matchup over the next week. But before we do all that, we have a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football-related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Maria Podcast. For a break, we previewed what we're going to do for this week's show. Once again, talking about the Niners and their upcoming Week 17 matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders. But before we get into that, I do want to recap how we did last week and how the Niners did last week. The Niners kind of selling a broken record at this point. They did very well. They won again. Uh, As for us, we ended up splitting. We had the Niners on the spread against Washington. However, we did a lean to the under. Looked decent early on, and then the game exploded in the second half, mostly with Kittle. But either way, the Niners scored 37 points, played very well, and they ended up winning in convincing fashion. So the Niners are 11-4, still in cruise control, and you're looking at how they've looked for the past two months. They really cannot have played any better. Uh, They have officially won eight straight, and – Really, ever since I called them out, uh saying that they needed to go on a serious run with that many home games in a row, and they have they have not lost since. So I don't want to say the Niners listen to the podcast, but apparently I was seeing eye to eye with Shanahan because the team really just hit the ground running from that point forward. They already clinched the division and they're trying to improve their seating. But you're looking at how they looked last week, uh scored 37. So you know that it was Really just a lot of sunshine and rainbows for this team. Uh, really not much more to add, but you had 14 points in the first half, and I thought the under was going to cash easily. And then the Niners scored uh, 30 points in the second half alone, and the game had 40-plus points in the second half. So either way, ended up splitting, and we'll look for a sweep here in Week 17. But to recap what happened in the... That Week 17 game against Washington, Niners' offense was really good. Purdy had 234 passing yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Uh, Sacked three times, though, QBR of 59.5. The interception was extremely misleading because he hit Jennings right in the lap, and Jennings not only bobbled it, but proceeded to try to one-hand it and accidentally punch the ball into the air directly into the hands of the other team. So Purdy got an interception, which he didn't deserve, but it is what it is. Uh, besides that, though, the ground game was kind of underwhelming against Washington you had McCaffrey who had the rushing touchdown late to save his overall uh, stats but he had 15 carries for 46 yards 3.1 yards per carry and one touchdown you had Davis Price who had nine carries for 30 yards who didn't really do anything and back up but the overall yards and carries uh or yards per carry was actually decent because of one play you had a Ray Ray McLeod run which was a bit of a jet sweep there and he had one carry for a 71-yard touchdown. So the Niners overall at 153 rushing yards and two touchdowns, 5.9 yards per carry. But you had the extremely misleading stat line because of the outlier with the Ray-Ray McLeod play. So the Niners' main issue was the ground game overall with the exception of the outlier play. And we'll see if they can step it up into this matchup. But for the receiving core, Kittle went nuts had 120 yards and two touchdowns. You had Ayuk, who had 81 yards on five catches. Uh, McCaffrey didn't do much at two catches for 12, and you had Jennings, who had two catches for 21. Once again, he caused the interception by Purdy, so he didn't exactly play well, but you didn't really need to because the defense was phenomenal, and they gave up 20 points. Some of it was in garbage time, but the Niners' defense was feasting. Uh, Had one interception on Heineke. We thought it was a pick six for a second, but Robinson's foot ended up touching the defensive player and the return did not count. Uh, but Heineke still had one interception uh, sacked twice, both by Bosa and Carson Wentz came in in relief and he was okay. But for the most part game was over early and the Niners coasted. So that was kind of the story, but for the ground game, Washington did nothing. What else is new Uh the 49ers run defense was phenomenal. Once again, as the, uh, commanders had 79 rushing yards on 33 carries which is equal to 2.4 yards per carry for the receiving core mclaurin had a touchdown and a 51 yard bomb there separate plays uh on the same drive i believe four catches for 77 Dotson and six catches for 76 and you had curtis samuel for five catches 52 so the three main receivers for the commanders all had a receiving touchdown which isn't exactly ideal but either way uh, the 49ers once again were playing a bunch of pre vent when they were up by a lot of points, and that definitely led to some stat padding. But either way, uh, you're looking at the Commanders' uh, defensive line. Uh, Payne had a sack, St. Juice had a sack, and Smith-Williams had a sack. Uh, but you're looking at the Niners, and Bosa had both sacks. One was a strip sack. He basically wrapped up Defensive Player of the Year. He's now minus 1,200 to win the award, rightfully so, as Parsons has been has been a bit quiet recently for the Cowboys but you're looking at Bosa who's been just incredible uh besides that not really much more to add uh Heineke had the strip sack he also had the interception so the Niners forced two turnovers and they dominated now moving on to the Vegas a week 16 results not good Uh, for Vegas. In fact, they blew another lead in the second half on primetime TV. It was the Franco Harris game for the Steelers, which the Steelers won 13 to 10. Vegas led it 10 to three at the half. Pittsburgh couldn't do anything for the entire game and then woke up a bit in the fourth quarter. And you also had that game winning touchdown with less than a minute to go uh, to Pickens, but the Raiders just handed the game away. They had so many possessions with the lead. And Carr was especially awful. I know that the weather was awful. Uh, definitely very windy, bit of rain-snow, and that impacted the overall accuracy for Carr. But he had 174 yards, went 16 of 30, so roughly 50% completion percentage. Three interceptions, sacked three times, QBR of 20.2. The ground game didn't work either. Uh, Jacobs had 15 carries for 44 yards, Bit weird that the weather was awful, and they only ran the ball 19 times total, which is very, very just odd. And three of those carries were by Car scrambles. So they really abandoned the run, which didn't make any sense. But Carr did not play well. For the receiving core, Waller had four catches for 58. Renfro had a receiving touchdown in the first quarter, uh, four receptions for 42. And then you had Devontae Adams, who had two catches for 15 yards targeted nine times. Carr was trying to get him the ball. He wasn't close on half of his throws to him and it just didn't work out. It was really ugly. But I have to point out though that Carr was really really bad and he was so bad that he ended up getting benched for the rest of the season, which we'll get into in a second. But the Raiders offense was not good. The defense was fine. Uh Pickett went for 244 One touchdown, one interception. The one touchdown wasn't the final minute of regulation. Uh, Besides that, Najee Harris didn't do much. 16 carries, 53 yards. Warren had uh, six carries for uh, 23 yards. Steelers only had 3.9 yards per carry, so the Raiders were pretty good against the run. But the defense played way too soft in the final drive, and they blew the game. What else is new? McDaniels blowing games in the second half. But the Raiders are now basically out of playoff contention. And they're six and nine Uh, team sucks. And that's going to segue us into the overall breaking news for Thursday, which was the decision to switch quarterbacks because Jared Stidham will be making his start his start or making the start his season debut for the Raiders in this game. Carr's officially been benched for the rest of the year. Big reason why if Carr would have gotten hurt in the final two games the Raiders are at home, forty million dollars. So they're probably going to cut him in the offseason. He'll go somewhere else. But the Raiders are done, and they've decided to save money by using Stidham against the best defense in the league. Good luck to them. But there's a reason why the line has jumped pretty heavily. Now the Niners are minus ten on the spread, and the total is forty-two, mostly forty-one and a half, but there are a couple forty-twos out there. And going through the overall side. I will take the Niners. I don't know what the Raiders are playing for. You can argue technically a playoff spot if they win the lottery and 17 things go their way, it's over. But the Raiders are a really bad football team with a really bad head coach that is awful in the second half. And the Niners are out for blood. They've won eight straight. They're going for a better seed. And the Raiders, with a brand-new quarterback, I think are going to be awful. In this game, it's also a home game, which you can argue helps out. I don't know if it does because it means that weather will not be a factor against the Niners. Good luck to you. But I mean, the Raiders are in free fall, there's no way around it. The one win that they've had in the past three weeks was the comeback against the Patriots, in which you had Myers lateral the ball directly to a defensive player, one of the flukiest game winning touchdowns at the buzzer in the history of the sport. So the Raiders are awful. Uh, They have to face off against the best defense in the league with a brand-new quarterback. Shouldn't go well, and the Raiders score 10 points. Uh, I think you're going to see the Raiders basically quit on McDaniels this week from start to finish, and I think the Niners manhandle them. Give me the Niners, minus 10 on the road, and they win this game comfortably. I think this game turns into a route maybe 27-3, maybe 27-10. But I think the Niners get up early and then you see a similar script to the Tampa game where they just stop trying offensively and they drain a bunch of clock. But give me the Niners to win this game and to cover the minus 10. And I will take the under 42. I think you'll see the Raiders contribute nothing. And I think the Niners will have to score basically 30 to go over. And I think the Niners will lose interest once they gain a massive lead and they'll coast in the second half. So give me once again a... 24-10, 27-10 24-10, 27-10 type final, and I think the Niners coast. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Bitter Area Podcast here for Thursday, December 29th. Good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus.